Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network, starring the EFT Healing Center's founder, Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? I am great, Scott. Thank you. I'm really excited and motivated after a fantastic weekend's training and uh, ready to go. But you don't sound so great. You sound a bit croaky. <laughs> I've been uh, fighting a bit of a cold. Annabelle, you caught me. And uh, <laughs> a few days ago, I had a very stressful situation that occurred and uh, uh, decided not to do anything to relieve the stress. And uh, after about 12 or 14 hours, my body said, okay, you're not going to relieve the stress. We're just going to kind of shut down and go into a healing crisis scenario. And so I've been sniffing and snorting and coughing and hacking and everything else uh, since. So... I probably would have been better off to have done some tapping to relieve some of the anxiety than just let it be the way it was. Mm, that, that's interesting. So um, thinking back to when, uh, say, after the event, w did you automatically think, I could tap on this, but I'm not going to, or did it just not cross your mind? I had actually decided I really wanted to like just feel all the emotions and everything else, and it was a very... Uh, uh, I, I, I have a lot of anxiety and concern around a family member of mine, and uh, we're not getting along. So this was we were going to meet and kind of hack out, uh, <laughs> hack out. Uh, see, we couldn't resolve some of the issues, and so, uh, uh, and you know, it's going to be a little longer process than maybe that I had thought. So I, had, because it was a member of my family and it was very emotional and everything else, I thought you know I I could tap on this, but. I just really wanted to make sure that I was, you know, fully in all my emotions and as present as I could be. And I guess I had in my mind that if I had resolved all my uh, anxiety and everything else, then I might not be expressing the full range of emotion that I wanted to. So. Oh, that's really useful. Thank you for explaining that. And I think that perhaps the listeners could benefit from that too, Scott, because... Um, it, it's very important to understand with EFT that, because uh, I think some people are a little concerned that they might be so numbed out through the, the tapping that they won't, uh, they won't feel anything. I mean, what we want with EFT is to move into whatever the situation is with calm confidence. So uh, it, it was a stressful situation. So it's natural that you would have felt either uncomfortable or anxious in some way. Um, and I think it's very, um, it's very honorable that you said, I wanted to feel all the emotions. Um, However, with that, um, you can you can tap and still feel all the emotions, but rather than them de debilitating you or holding you back in some way, you can feel them and, and almost be present with them without them being a distraction or impeding on, in this case, what needed to be said. Um, so, for example, if we know that we're going, if somebody knows they're going into a stressful situation, uh, they can tap beforehand for the agitation or anxiety that they, they, they feel considering it or they believe they'll feel during it. Uh, because then what that does is eases the person into the situation. They're going to be feeling differently because the anxiety isn't going to be gnawing away at them. And they're going to, because of the, the 
the more calm feeling, there's going to be more clarity. Because, of course, as soon as we feel calmer about something, we feel clearer. Um, and then we can start seeing things from a different perspective so that the anxiety isn't blocking the resolution or it's not blocking the clear thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah, and actually that was something I thought about afterwards was that there were probably times when I was so anxious that I couldn't think. Yes. You know, and then it's like, well, that's not really helpful either. So... Uh, I think especially if we're going to be in a situation where uh, there's maybe an intermediary or somebody's asking questions. So there is the potential that we could be taken off guard um, and uh, we're not expecting something. Uh, so I guess it's like, for example, if I did an interview, like sometimes people want to interview me. Well, I don't know exactly the questions they're going to ask. So there is a little bit of self-talk going on. Like, oh, what if I, I can't answer the the question perfectly in inverted commas um, or what if I um, answer the question wrong or not what the interviewer is hoping for um, so that if I tap beforehand then I feel easier and calmer about the situation but then of course I've opened up the, my mind as well to all possibilities and just to know that I'll be okay whatever question I'm asked uh, so in, in that case, the tapping could have made you feel more confident and easier so that whatever happened during the time uh, that you were together, you just felt an ease around whatever needed to be said. Right, right. And that would have been incredibly helpful. Yes. I mean, I think it's, as I say, I really honor you for, for saying I wanted to feel all the emotions, but I think it's very important that, to understand that EFT won't numb us out. I mean, it's not like you would have gone in there as a robot and just answered in a very neutral tone all the questions asked and then not feel anything. I mean, particularly if it's a family member, you're going to feel something because we're human beings. Our role is to be relational and you're connected to this person. So you're going to feel um, emotion of some kind, whether it's sadness or some kind of passion during the conversation or joy or uh, maybe irritation or frustration. I mean, that's inevitable because that comes up in the ebb and flow of all conversations throughout our day. Uh, it's just um, using EFT enables us to respond to them differently so that we're not kind of supercharged and, and, almost, and, and our nervous systems are on edge as well. And we, we, we're coming from that calmer place so that the energy system isn't being totally stretched. The, the adrenals aren't pumping and overworking themselves. So the whole physiology of the body is very different when we go in. So it's of no surprise to me that you've ended up with this uh, quite strong cold because again to use my favorite analogy uh, that I was using this morning on my radio show is the body is like the rain barrel so you were already highly charged you perhaps were anticipating certain things to be said or how you might be feeling so your rain barrel was already pretty close to the top ready to overflow um, Absolutely. And then the anxiety that was creeping up perhaps as you drove to the meeting and then as you sat there and things were said and the messages that you perceived, uh, however you interpreted them, uh, just led that rain barrel to overflow and the body said, I've had enough. It's, this is just too highly charged for me right now. So as a response, the cold started. Yeah, that's exactly right. And 
the whole, actually the, probably the whole day before the meeting and then uh, riding up to the meeting were, was, uh, was just massive stress. And of course then, the, and I could feel that even then the body kind of going, uh, we don't really like this, you know, this is more than uh, we really want to handle and you're going to have to uh, sit back and relax and, or we're going to make you, right? So. Yes. And, and of course, uh, I mean, stress can be so subtle as well. You, you acknowledge that you felt quite anxious. But I mean, my sense is you were still functioning. You were still doing everything you needed to do in the days leading up to it. But that's when, when our system goes into fight or flight. And it's kind of, uh, to use that term, on autopilot. I mean, you were pr preparing yourself um, as in ancient times, you would have prepared yourself to go out and hunt. You would have been kind of psyching yourself up for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely, psyching yourself up, and uh, and then there was no real release. Like at least when you're hunting, you've got the thrill of the chase, or uh, or the thrill of being chased, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depending on how good a hunter you are. And uh, whereas when I'm done, it was just kind of leave get in my car and go away so there wasn't any huge release of adrenaline or uh, uh, end to it or anything else it was just like now you just got to look forward to next week yeah so uh sort of a way to lick your wounds uh with no real resolution so that the body uh, expressed itself because it perhaps didn't feel heard And also, of so, course, going through uh, the, from the, the place, like I say, about uh, the subconscious mind is the body. I mean, what your body is doing now, it, whatever that means to you in having this heavy cold, is simply your subconscious speaking out, needing to, be, uh, needing to express itself, needing to be heard. Right. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's hearing, being heard. Yes, so perhaps got to do some tapping um, on how you, how you feel as a result of the meeting, and then as the week progresses, um, how you're feeling about the next one, and if there's any agitation there, to tap on that, to tap out that anxiety, because I can guarantee you will go in there as a different person, because don't forget, we're all connected, we're all part of the field, so as you tap on yourself in preparation, uh, that energy, uh, the, the, the energy at which you'll be vibrating will be picked up by the other family members and uh, the, all the people in the meeting. Uh, and uh, so that will shift their energy as well. I mean, they might, it might happen on a subconscious level, but it will happen. Right, and that would be so wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I think I've talked to you because you and I have done a couple of podcasts on relationships uh, that when I work with clients, um, inevitably at some stage, a conversation will come up about a relationship that that, that person is having, it, either in their marriage or with a child or with a parent or even friend. And uh, so they say, I just want them to change. Well, of course, we have no control over somebody else changing. Only they can do that. But we can certainly affect it in some way by uh, creating change within ourselves because then, inevitably, their perception of us changes. Um, and uh, the way that they, uh, they first 
considered us to be is altered and then their whole energy shifts as well. So they start vibrating at a different level. That's a wonderful point. See, all these reasons to tap rather than to avoid tapping. Uh, because I, it's my hunch, particularly after we did that podcast recently, The Comfortable Cave, it was, it's my hunch that you saying, oh, I, w- I just wanted to feel what was going on. That's quite, maybe, perhaps, a comfortable place to be in. It's a good, good reason to give. Like, well, I, I need to be fully present, fully aware of all my feelings. Um, but maybe that, that was a subconscious resistance to tapping in the first place. Um, because of, well, I don't know why, uh, but it, it, it sounded like a good reason. Maybe it was more of an excuse. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah. if, oh, sorry, Scott, go ahead. I was going to say, definitely, it was kind of like, well, this is a good re. Yeah, it was like, I, I want to do, th- I'm going to do this because I have this, uh, this misconception pops into my mind, which, of course, could be very easily uh, popping in because... Uh, of resistance to doing the tapping. And also on a deeper level, there was perhaps a bigger part of you that thought, well, this this meeting is really not going to resolve very much. Probably the relationship between the family member and me is as it is. So uh, how successful could this be today? Uh, So uh, that's you in the comfortable cave again. Uh, whereas if if I there could be the part of you thinking, well, if I tap, then I'm going to come into this from a different perspective. Uh, I could create change in this meeting, and who knows what the, where we would go from there, what the potential of that could be. And then, the, of course, then the fear sets in subconsciously of, oh, then that's all different to what I know it to be now. Right. <laughs> All these very subtle ways that we work to stay inside our comfort zone. Oh, yes. All those secondary gains, all the reasons why it's so much easier not to tap. Believe me, I hear it every day from my clients. And I hear it from myself. Goodness, there's all sorts of reasons that I concoct as to why I don't have time to tap today or probably tapping wouldn't help me in that area. And then I, I stop and I think, okay, well, where's that come from? And why, why do I have that belief around this particular topic? I've healed myself from being in a wheelchair to walking and having a full and vibrant life using EFT. I think probably EFT may be successful with this particular thing that's come up. So it, that's all my stuff of why the resistance is there. I think, too, you just made a really good point. Uh, there's also setting ourselves up for success, right? And as you were talking, I like to go to hot yoga. And one of the things that I get there early and then I acclimatize myself to the heat. And I usually just lay there and I thought, you know, that would be a really good time to pick something and tap because I have usually 10, 10 minutes where I'm just laying there and I usually like try to meditate or whatever. But I could easily take 30 seconds or a minute and tap on something, and that would be a uh, a wonderful way to to do more EFT, right? Because if I schedule something or I find a time to do something, then and I, and it becomes I turn it into a habit, then uh, how wonderful is that? 
Oh, yes. And I think that's where people become really successful in their application of EFT, where they're finding time to do it. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean it has to intrude into their daily schedule and become a, cha a challenge or um, a frustration to them. It's, it's they incorporate it in with something they already do, like you acclimatizing to the heat in your yoga class. What a great time to tap. And of course, you're starting to relax. So you're already yeah. entering that theta state. Your, your breathing is slowing down, your heart rate slowing down. Uh, you're, you're beginning to go into that sort of hypnotic state anyway. That's a great time to tap. I thought it was fainting from the heat, but I guess that's really what it is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it also gets me out of the, the mindset of, oh, well, let me just wait till I have this really big anxious problem to tap. Oh, yes. Right? Because if, I, if I'm tapping on an ongoing basis, that's way better than waiting till... Uh, I've got a crisis to tap. Well, and of course, Scott, if you are tapping on an ongoing basis, uh, the potential crisis probably doesn't turn out to be a crisis because it's only a crisis when the rain barrel is overflowing because it's filled up to the to bursting point. Well, there's another reason not to do it then, right? for my subconscious because I just want to have these crises in my life. Maybe. Maybe there's some story <laughs> around that, yeah. Like, what, what do I get out of this? I mean, this is actually a question that, um, perhaps not in that particular structure, but I, um, the, the context is the same, that I do explore with my clients. Like, what are you getting out of this? I think one of the questions I've discussed with you in the past is, what would I be focusing on if I didn't have this going on in my life? Um, so then the the answer is things like, oh, well, um, I'd be focusing on raising my children or returning to work, whatever it is. But whatever's going on in the person's life really is taking up their life. Um, and it mm. becomes their life, their job, uh, and their focus, and, of course, therefore, their story. So could it be that some people do need uh, to have that crisis, to have that story ongoing that they can then turn to their family members or friends and say, oh, this has just happened. And of course, what does that mean? Everybody's engaged, all eyes are on the person, and everybody's listening in. Uh, so that is a way of uh, creating attention and, uh, I guess, uh, feeling special in some way. Uh, a, a great diversion tactic so the focus is on the person and, and believe me this is not coming from a place of judgment uh, this is what I see and all of this is running subconsciously right right so maybe I don't know but it, it could be worth you exploring this perhaps there is a part of you that feels like you need this particular crisis or drama at the moment um, around uh, your family member uh, and so there's another reason not to tap, as you said earlier, because if you tap, then it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's not a crisis. It's not exactly uh, a pleasant thing, but it doesn't have to be highly stressful and anxiety-ridden. Right, right. I mean, I, I can't um, say enough about continual tapping. Because, um, I mean, often I'll hear, oh, goodness, that sometimes I feel there's so much to tap on, it's overwhelming. And I understand that, looking up the mountain and seeing what else there is to do and, and to tap on to, uh, and to accomplish. 
however, if we get into that pattern of regular tapping, uh, one, one, it's not a burden. I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't think, oh, no, I've got to clean my teeth. What a chore. I can't believe this. I don't think there'd be resistance to cleaning your teeth because it's just something that you do. In fact, you do it subconsciously. You have your meal and you clean your teeth um, or you just go into bed and you clean your teeth. Uh, right. So I, I want for my clients EFT to be as usual and routine like as them cleaning their teeth or having a meal. So often I'll say to them, uh, have a meal, do some tapping, then clean your teeth. So it just becomes routine. But of course, um, aside from that, the importance of all the regular tapping is that we don't have these straws that break the camel's back. Uh, experiences because then everything in life becomes a lot more manageable or not even a big deal I mean for me things that would have completely overwhelmed me a couple of years back I mean I really am taking it in my stride my work schedule as as you know because we've discussed it has really been to bursting point in the last month and yet somehow most of it I've I've got done I've just accomplished and without any struggle it's just been a, a pretty fluid uh, movement through it um, and, th and that's because of my regular tapping I'm absolutely sure that I, I'm able my response mechanism my coping mechanism is so much healthier now right and that's so important and I think that's something that we I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about this today because I'm not sure that I certainly know for myself I haven't had that perception of because I we it's the typical medical uh, brainwashing that I go through right which is you know when you have a sore back or something's wrong go see your doctor don't go do something until you have the you know sore back or lump or whatever it is right it's just like whereas uh, there's a big part of me that wants to do preventative type stuff mm -hmm. but I still have I'm just seeing now, you know, there's all this, you know, <laughs> all the advertising, right? Got a cold? Go get this, right? Don't worry about anything until you have the cold because then you can go get this. Don't, you know, so it's like, uh, whereas, you know, if you had a lot of vitamin C and plenty of rest and looked after yourself, you'd probably never get the cold. But that's not what gets talked about, right? What gets talked about is here's a problem get the solution as opposed to here's what you can do to make sure you don't get the problem. Yes, exactly. And think of the, the amount, how stress impacts the immune system straight off. Uh, so if somebody, uh, I mean, somebody could be uh, eating very healthily, perhaps they choose to eat organic food, they're popping vitamins and supplements and doing all the right stuff. But if they're in a highly charged, highly stressful environment, um, either physically uh, stressful for them, so uh, their their bodies being exposed to uh, chemicals and toxins and all the rest of it, and things that are weakening their immune system that way, or they're exposed to uh, daily stresses in their lives, like pe people and re uh, relationships and how they're perceiving the world and how they're responding to things. That is a real drain on the immune system. So if mm -hmm. And so if that immune system's already weakened um, and somebody's not addressing the, the continual stresses, uh, then they are going to see uh, la larger events as crises um, and then uh, the rain barrel overflows and then it seems to be only then that they do something about it um, to try and create resolution. Uh, 
Um, and uh, it was interesting this morning on my radio show, um, I was uh, interviewing uh, Jeannie Patel-Thompson, and she's, um, she's written a number of books on, uh, on bowel disease. She healed herself of Crohn's disease. Um, she didn't have any surgery, which is the usual route with Crohn's. And she was saying that, I mean, she was diagnosed with Crohn's in her late teens, and she uh, is from a medical family. Her older brother's um, a doctor, her father's a doctor, uh, various uh, uncles are ph um, pharmacists. So she said she grew up um, in an environment where she said, even if I got a cold, I was given um, um, a prescription of antibiotics because that was normal, that was familiar, that that was what was done. And so uh, I suppose every time if she got a cold or something bigger than that, if she kept popping antibiotics, that was over the years already compromising her immune system. Mm. Uh, so it was already struggling and then other stresses and strains, whatever they were, just added to the impact um, until her body said, no, I've had enough of this. Right, right. So EFT is definitely the preventative. Um, yes, it, it can be used as the end result. So in my case, didn't know anything about EFT, uh, collapsed with chronic fatigue syndrome, very seriously ill. So then I used it sort of at the end to, to uh, overcome the illness and resolve my health and so forth. But for those people who in, integrate it daily in, or at least regularly into their lives, the, the possibility um, or the potential is that they're going to avoid those big crises and big traumas and even little traumas because their their perception of the world is entirely different. Right, right. So, yeah, and I think that's really an important, important point that we need to really talk a lot about is doing this on an ongoing basis as opposed to, you know, it's like you don't meditate once and then you're done. You don't uh, drive to work once and you're done. You don't brush your teeth once and you're done. And uh, what could be better than, you know, making sure that your your uh, your physical body and your mental well-being is tuned up? I think it's essential because, I mean, I think a, a lot of people take their bodies for granted uh, and almost perceive their bodies to be machines, but it does take quite a while for the body ultimately to say no. So the manifestation is panic attacks or migraines or chronic pain or serious illness or on a lesser scale, cold or the flu or uh, so achy limbs or whatever's going on. Um, it does take a while for that to build up. I mean, somebody doesn't overnight develop a chronic illness um, or, or something like that. So it, it's, it's kind of incremental, the, the body struggling on incrementally until finally uh, with that overflowing rain barrel, it, it says it's had enough. Uh, and so that may even be to having a heavy cold, but that doesn't matter. I mean, you, you felt a charge of stress for a whole week preceding that. That's right. And what was cool from my perspective is, is that I was watching this and thinking, you know what? This could uh, very easily turn into, a, uh, into an illness, like I could get the flu or I could get a cold or I could get something. And... So I'm making the connection between my emotional and mental states and how my body is. Yes. And I think that's a, a really Im important connection for us to make because as we make that more and more, we realize, wow, I didn't just get a cold 
you know, because I was uh, at the PAC meeting and all the kids were sneezing and everything. I got a cold because <laughs> I put myself under a whole pile of stress. That's it, because I, I mean, I have clients who uh, say to me uh, that kind of example you've just said, like um, friends of mine have got uh, several kids. Many of my clients have got several kids. And uh, often the, the theory is if, if somebody in the classroom has a cold, then the rest of the class get it. And then, of course, the parents get it as well. Uh, but I know for a fact that many of my clients who tap regularly um, they may say to me, oh, my goodness, both the children have been off school because they, they were sick uh, and I'm absolutely fine and my husband got sick or my wife got sick, whatever it is, but I'm fine. Because, of course, not only with the tapping uh, because of the mind-body connection are we shifting our perspective, so we're becoming, uh, we've had that cognitive shift, so we're looking at the situation differently. There is no need to feel so stressed or agitated about something. But we're also working on the physical body as well because uh, the more we tap the stronger our immune system uh, is as well i mean there's a lot of work done by uh, donna eden in particular she's a, a great advocate of uh, meridian energy techniques um, and she uh, has a number of different uh, tapping techniques and different uh, uh, exercises or protocols, whatever we want to call them, uh, to boost the immune system. So it's a known fact that through tapping, we are boosting the immune system. We're raising our energy, protecting ourselves that way, and also boosting the immune system so it's not so sluggish and uh, respon responsive or reactive to stress. Wow. So we're doing it on a lot of different levels. Yes, indeed. That's right. Not, not just only the mental and the, the mental perspective, perception. Uh, or sorry, perspective that we have of whatever's going on. It's also physiologically as well. Uh, I mean, it has to be uh, improving the way our body functions. If we think of the meridian channels, which is exactly what we're tapping on, I mean, they're running up and down our body and they're linked into all our organs. So it goes without saying that as we're tapping and we're clearing the energy blocks, that, uh, that shift in energy is, and the clearing space is then moving all the way down to, all the, to each uh, respective organ and uh, creating a sense of well-being and health in those organs as well. Cool. So we've come pretty much to the end of today's episode, Annabelle. I can't believe how fast it's gone. <laughs> if somebody wanted to, uh, particularly since we had like a 10 other things we wanted to talk about, which we'll just have to talk about next time, uh, but if somebody wanted to find out more about EFT and more about what you do and, and maybe how they can reduce anxiety or improve their health and their, their, uh, their mind, uh, the meridians in their body and all that sort of good stuff, uh, what should they do? Yes, well, um, I suggest that uh, they go to my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com. And I've got a whole bunch of resources on there um, and uh, some uh, videos on YouTube that you can get to through my website, as well as a lot of articles. Um, and of course, if you sign up for my monthly newsletter, you'll also receive ways to boost your energy um, on a daily basis. I give tips and, and there's articles that you can read and tap alongs that you can tap and read as you go along. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. And Annabelle, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've got lots of exciting things going on. I can't wait to hear more about them in future episodes.